Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing is brought to you by Influential, a strategic consultancy that takes the guesswork out of influencer marketing for your brand. We provide much-needed strategically crafted frameworks on how to implement influencer campaigns specific to your brand needs. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another fabulous edition of Coffee Conversations about Influencer Marketing. And as usual, besides my co-host, whom I love, we've got a special guest, and she is a media superstar, Kriya. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me, guys. Fantastic. It's always nice seeing you. And my co-host, as usual, is Anne. Anne, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. I've got a bit of a throat thing going on right now, so my voice goes a bit weird. When I do a sneaky cough, please just excuse it. No worries. We'll excuse it this time around. I think let's just jump right into it. Because this one is an interesting one. It's a very interesting one. And it's been hot on the lips of everyone in the Everybody, industry. Everybody, yeah. yeah. So fashion brand Zara launched an online store, first ever in South Africa. And they literally set the airwaves and uh, the internet on fire. And today we want to discuss the nuts and bolts of that campaign. But before we do that, yeah. let's let Kriya tell us who she is. Yeah, she will. Please, she will. come on. I'm, I'm introducing this to, to the to, audience. To the She's too special. So, yeah. so basically what we want Kriya to do is to take us through her experiences, mm. the nuts and bolts of the campaign, mm-hmm. uh, whether it was effective in the end. Did it set her hearts uh, alight and did it set wallets alight? <laughs> yeah, did we spend uh, yeah. our money? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kriya, please introduce yourself first. And let's find out who you are and why you are a media superstar. Perfect. So my yeah. name is Kura Gangia. I've been in uh, radio and television for going on about 13, 14 years now. Okay. Um, been in the media industry since I was a little teeny tot, you know, back on kids TV. Oh. I used to watch you on kids TV. <laughs> <laughs> it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, and now, obviously, you've grown up a little bit and have started taking on this wonderful world of uh, media and influence marketing. Yeah. Um, I've also started my very own boutique digital agency. Yeah. Um, uh, what so is it called? Trident's Media. All right. Um, which works with brands, trying to get them into the digital space and, of course, pair them with a couple of very cool influences yeah, here yeah, and you know. there. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your involvement with the... With Zara on this campaign. So from this campaign, which was actually quite quite cool, is that this one took on life from my media background, from being seen as an influential person in the industry. Yeah. But you are. Okay? <laughs> we know this. You influence me all the time. Um, so yes, I was one of the lucky six hundred influencers. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Six hundred. Six hundred influencers. That's a lot of influence. It's a logistical nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah. Just going through my mind. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. I I was one of the 600 that got to work on this campaign um, and essentially we were recruited to try out Zara's store for the very first time which was actually quite nice of them they kind of sneakily did it because not only did they get great influencers involved in the brand they got yeah. to test out their logistics they got to test out the see. online store yeah. so they kind of could see this little little twigs or niggles that yes. they could fix before it actually went live went out, to the yeah. actual public Perfect. I love yeah. that yeah yeah um, okay, so what was Zara's objectives? I think one of main objectives for, for it was obviously for people to go into the online store, but also to be aware that there is an online store. Mm. So one of the things in South Africa is that um, I, I, 
I think South Africans are not online shopping savvy as of yet. No. We're All getting right. there, but not 100%. Like, I speak to friends of mine that are still very worried about, am I going to get the right size? Is it going to fit right? Have, you, have, you, have you seen right? the memes? I think they make it worse. Eh? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what I ordered versus <laughs> what I received. Man. Look, yeah, I'm one of those people who don't like buying clothing yeah. online. Just purely because of what you just said. Yeah. Because sizes are so different across different brands. Exactly. And also, then the quality Precisely. of the garment for me I want to touch it so I can see yeah. that mm-hmm. you know what this is quality I'm going to spend my money on it yeah. and to be honest most of them will deliver it and if it's wrong you can obviously return it but come on the admin involved in oh, that mission. Yeah. even if they do it for free which I know a lot of the brands yeah. do yeah cool buy from us we'll send it to you if you don't like it you can send it back to us within 7 days Ugh. we'll send yeah. a courier now I must repack it into the box yeah. wait until someone's at home with the courier a lot of work, yeah. send it back yeah. get a, a, a refund or a credit and then yeah. do the shopping again I yeah. honestly think that a lot of people forget to do that or they just don't bother and then mm-hmm. the expiration and then they've got their money you can't wear the clothes and nah nah I don't want to do yeah. a month shopping yeah. clothes so I think what Zara really went out there is to do is not only like you said introduce the South African market to the online store but also show that it's an easy process you can yeah. still get those quality goods that this premium brand has to offer in stores without having to go into the store itself and if you know your size and you, you kind of know what you're looking for, it's there. What they've done very nicely about the online store, which is different to a lot of other stores, is it's not just a random girl standing upright in a, in a jacket. <laughs> yes. It's people physically yeah. wearing it. There's models yeah. that are posing with it. And, and it's really giving you a feel of what the garment is, how it flows, yeah. how it looks. Yeah. And I think that's what helped really change it for Zara. And I suppose also Zara being a premium brand and most people... Not all, but most people are aware of the brand and has probably bought one or two pieces or have been in store, already knows the quality. So yeah. you're more likely to shop yeah. online for that. Okay, great. So um, do you know what the strategy of the campaign was? So uh, was there a lot of PR, marketing behind it and kind of influences um, supported that messaging or was it the influencer campaign was kind of the lead on this? So the influencer campaign was definitely the lead. I think what the... Um, Let's call it the facilitator did. So there's an, a, a beautiful app that's now coming to South Africa called Humans. Mm-hmm. Um, right. It's an Israeli company um, that has now started, you know, spreading its feet throughout the world. And one of the bases that they've now started building is South Africa. Okay. So this was the biggest campaign that Humans did or, or the first big campaign. Oh, so up to date. <laughs> yes. Yeah that humans did Uh, and essentially what the app does is it provides a platform for anyone you don't have to be a celebrity you don't have to be a sports person a media personality you can be the average joe on the street with 10,000 followers or 5,000 followers so nano influencers basically exactly um all the way up to a couple of million followers so you can be a benign you can be a benign yes um and essentially you fill out a form you register on the app and then the app sends you briefs so a client like Zara would go to humans saying, listen, we want 600 nano influencers from the corners of South Africa. We want to go all the way to the Coffee Fontaines and the <laughs> Titi's Bay and, you know, go into all the small towns. Where you don't these have people. a brick and mortar store. That Precisely. makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay, Precisely. Um, and they want to bring in the everyday person because not, Bunang is not the only person who shops at Zara. Does she shop at Zara? If she even shops at Zara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's, not, it's yes. not only the super famous, the super rich. It's everyone that can or wants to go into Zara mm. will go into Zara and shop. Yeah. And that's what I think humans did. It connected the everyday person to this campaign. 
So they wanted 600 influencers, which was quite interesting, is, is a minimum of 5,000 followers. Okay, so okay. we're going to the microspace. Yes, great. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a, a minimum of 5,000 followers. And you must sort of have a, an interest in fashion or, you know, oh, yeah. style. Style yeah. or nice photos. or And you don't have to be male. You are only female. They did males as well. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Um, so it was open to anyone who'd kind of had an interest in fashion. Okay. You would then apply, say, cool, I'm interested in this campaign. Yeah. Uh, off would go your um, profile to the selection committee. Yeah. And the sure. selection committee would look through it and go okay cool this girl is really nice this gentleman is really nice we like this we like this blah 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 is blah. the selection committee part of zara or part of humans part of zara and part of humans okay but it was majority done by the guys from humans okay. all right um all and right. they had quite a big team they had like four odd people that were looking at the different influence because i mean when you're looking for 600 influence yeah. Yeah, that's quite a Look, lot. That's and also girl, let's not lie sometimes <laughs> yeah. and i'm sure you see it a lot in your space as well when there is a brief put out <laughs> that says like we're looking for influencers for a campaign it's launched in two months this is the criteria literally people who don't even meet the criteria will just apply yes yeah. to try their yeah. luck true so you have to vet and go mm. through that right so, um, yeah, they went through this whole process. They picked out their 600 from, like I said, the tiny towns all the way up to your metropolitan cities, your big cities. Yeah. And they found these 600 people and they were sent uh, a voucher for 1,200 grand. Yeah, that's not too shabby. Mm -hmm. And um, not bad. essentially, they were then allowed to shop. I think it was two days before the store actually opened to the South African public. Which is okay. also nice because you get that premium VIP experience. experience. Oh, look, I saw it Which first. also is great for strategy because if you make your influencers feel special yeah. and like they're getting something that others aren't, they are more likely to talk about your brand online and brag about it. Exactly, yeah. Mm. yeah. And what did you use your voucher to purchase? <laughs> I oh actually, <laughs> I actually bought a beautiful uh, jacket. But let me actually tell you how I built my campaign. <laughs> yes, right. please. Talk I think that's us. very interesting. Um, yes. Because I'm I'm someone who likes to give brands a little bit extra, like show them that we just know. as much as you make me feel special, I'll yeah. make you feel special yeah. too. And I mean that's important, right? Yeah, that's because a fair you're building your own brand, so yeah. you want to give brands. Here's a tip, influencers, if you're listening. Go a little bit of that extra mile. Mm -hmm. Be courteous, be professional, and give them a little bit more because chances are you'll be memorable and they'll probably get you on another camera. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. So um, I started with my package derived. Uh, what's quite interesting is my dog's name is Zara. No way! Oh, man. <laughs> was she named after the store? <laughs> no, it was kind of a weird... She just fitted with the word and then... Does she look like a Zara? Yeah, she looks like a Zara. <laughs> and then I think it was, what, two years after that, Zara actually came to South Africa as a store. So Wonderful. it was quite a strange thing. So Zara helped me open my Zara bag. Um, and she's part of my whole video and stuff like that. So the initial package comes. I open the package, saw it, cool. Um, this is 1,200 Rand. We're going to do some shopping, et cetera, et cetera. Then went on, actually went through the store, videoed my process of going through the store, yeah. picking up what I wanted, um, and then picked two items. It was either a, a beautiful yellow pants, which I'm still going to go and buy from Zara. Oh my God, you Zara. have to. <laughs> you absolutely have to. Yeah. Um, or a fuchsia pink jacket. <gasps> then put that up onto my social media okay. saying, these are my options. I'm thinking either yellow pants or fuchsia pink jacket. What yeah. do you guys think? Yes. Had my, my followers vote for it. Um, they voted for the fuchsia pink jacket. Put the order through. I actually saw you wearing it the other night. And it I is 
gorgeous. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then um, I actually did filmed an episode for my TV show in it, posted about that, wore it to another brand event the other night, uh, which the theme was Touch of Pink. Um, Which, so guys, oh. I don't own anything pink. So I literally pitched up all black with pink lips. <laughs> <laughs> so did a full circle of the experience, what it was like yeah. um, from the process of starting in the store to receiving my package to wearing it. So your um, objective is obviously to show your followers how easy it was and seamless the, the process was. Yes. Yeah. And okay. the nice thing about my, my followers is um, I, I enjoy the fact that I like a few luxurious things mm. whether it be cars or holidays or clothing so my followers want to see yeah. that i'm going to be spending this kind of money because it's not a cheap store no, or it's, a, not. A, a, it's it's quite an expensive brand um so if i'm going to be spending my money i'm going to get the quality and i'm going to get the experience out of it that correct. i enjoy yeah correct so just take a step back to, to you men's and actually um, kind of recruiting 600 influencers. It still blows my mind. Um, how do they go by or did they go by kind of analyzing audiences to make sure that they're reaching the kind of right target market for Zara and also just to make sure that that target market is aligned with the influencers because mm. that's obviously extremely important. So what's really nice about using um, influencer management tools like humans, like Webfluential, we've got a few that are in South Africa, yes. is that that tool or that platform gives a brand so much more. So for example, humans will be able to look at how many of your followers are known as suspicious followers or mm -hmm. potentially fake followers? Um, how um, um, your audience interacts? Is your interaction very high? Is your engagement very high? Impressions, mm -hmm. that sort of stuff. And what your audience is interested in. So those yeah. analytics tools give you all of that, even if you have a measly 5,000 followers yeah. or 2,000 followers no, exactly. or whatever. <laughs> but you're still reaching the right audience. Precisely. Because you don't want to waste marketing yeah. money on speaking to people who's not even interested in Zara, you know, or can't afford exactly. to buy from Zara. Yeah. So that's what's beneficial of using tools like that is it gives you access to information no. that you won't necessarily have from an influencer. Like you can't walk up onto the average Joe that's on the street and go, hi, you're an influencer. How many of your followers are fake? Yeah. Oh. Well, mm, well, you know, there's a, there's a huge epidemic at the moment. People buying real followers mm -hmm. on Instagram, which is really difficult to sift out. Like, the like, remember those uh, analytics yes. tools came out? They don't pick up when you buy real followers. Yes. So then you need these, like, we're influentials and humans because they've got access to see if there was a sudden uptake in influence because then it's a bit like suspect, It's a bit right? dodgy. Yeah. Especially with the algorithm. Well, it depends it, right? if you posted a naked photo of yourself or not. Well, Zuckerberg <laughs> would have taken that or very quickly. <laughs> if Kim Kardashian can do it, so can we. I don't know if I've got her bum. <laughs> Most of you know that Influential is our podcast sponsor. But did you know that my co-host Anne heads up the agency? And that is the first ever boutique agency in South Africa that specializes in developing strategy for influencer marketing. Anne and the team are experts in the field and they've spent years warning their skills and knowledge about influencer marketing and at some of the country's biggest PR and media agencies. The moment that you think you might want an influencer campaign, make sure to call or email them first because without strategy, you might not have the outcomes that you would like and are looking for. In addition to talking all things influence on this podcast and also puts together the fantastic influential newsletter that comes out every month and this is another way for you to keep up to date with the industry. 
The link to latest newsletter is in the show notes. Check it out. And if you like, please subscribe. Anne's contact details are also on there. Let's keep the conversation flowing. So that's a staggering number of influencers on a campaign like this, 600 to be precise. How were they managed? And what was the back and forth process between them and uh, uh, humans? Were there collaborators in place? And what was the process, the management process? So what I really enjoyed about yeah. this, because this was the first um, campaign that I did with humans. And I did it on purpose. Like I applied for it on purpose because I'm like, let's see how this works. If yeah. this is actually going to be a good experience for me as an influencer yeah. and me as a person who could potentially use humans on behalf of a, another clients. brand for my yeah. clients. Um, so I was like, let's do it. Let's sign up. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. Along with every step of the way that we went from uh, acceptance to sending vouchers to getting details, etc., yeah. etc., there was always a human on the other side of humans. <laughs> <All right>. oh. <laughs> so there was always someone that was um, messaging you through the app, sending okay. you updates, helping you through the process, approving your photos, that sort of stuff. And it was really, really quick. So from the first thing, cool, I was accepted as an influencer. Yeah. I got a nice little message saying, hi, Creo, we're so excited to have you on board. What's going to happen in the next couple of days? You're going to receive your Zara voucher yeah. and the store goes online for the influencers from X date. Okay. Okay. So quick question um, from there, the kind of communications you receive from the human on humans, <laughs> was that from the human side or was it from client side that had access to the app? Um, it was that specific campaign was from the human side of okay. things. So it was an account manager okay. that was then dealing with the influencers on behalf of the client. But it was it wasn't so much giving client information more. It was more logistical information. Okay, got it. Okay. So the first one was, yes, you've been accepted. We're sending you this voucher and you need to use it on this date on the store. Yeah. The next message was, cool, can we have your uh, physical address? Obviously, because we want to deliver the yeah. stuff to yeah. you. Um, then it was, cool, now that you've received it, send us your, f your first post for approval. So you'd send it through within 12 hours, even less, my post was approved and yeah. ready to be posted. Yeah. How many posts was expected of everyone per, for this campaign? It was between three and four, and the rest okay. was completely up to you. And you could platform? add an extra. Yeah. Um, it was Instagram. Okay, so your main platform was, in, oh, that's was interesting. Instagram. And, and, yeah. and also, was the content creation process prescriptive from clients' perspective? And how important is it for brands to sort of like be hands-off and influencer I think marketing. To a point, you need to be both. You need yeah. to kind of have a little bit of information and direction for the influencers of yeah. course, to yes. use, and at the same time, still give them freedom. So the posts were cool. Let's say, for example, you need to do three posts. The yeah. first one would be receiving your package with your voucher. The right. second one would be using the online store, which is the point okay. of it. And the third one would be actually posting a photo with yeah. you wearing your garment or oh, receiving okay. your so garment. So that's like nice storytelling. Oh, okay. Nice yeah. kind of experience yeah. from start to finish. But it didn't say, cool, you need to wear your item standing <laughs> next to a waterfall <laughs> sipping on a cocktail. And smiling like a that. pink cocktail. <laughs> yeah. Jackets. Yeah. They didn't go into that description. Okay, but... And they were giving structure on yes but they were saying yeah. we need three we need the three steps we need yeah. the, the sure. receiving or the ordering process yeah. the or the the voucher process the ordering process and then the receiving process yeah. okay, which is the experience it. that a normal everyday user yes. would get through the store yeah so you need it to follow the storyline but do it in your own creative style 
And oh, I mean, okay. I feel like that's also very important for brands to understand. They sometimes are so controlling when it comes to influencers yeah. that you're getting inauthentic content and that content ends up not doing well. And we always yeah. say like, guys, let your influencers be your creative directors. They know what works for their audiences. Precisely. Exactly. Give them that freedom to do good for you. Still give them a little bit of a ring. <gasps> no, no. Yeah, you course, have to course. have structure and rules <laughs> like don't do this, don't yes. do that. But yeah. within that, you need to give them freedom. Which also having the approval process through the posts really then make it worth it because sure. cool we're giving you f- creative freedom go forth into the world have at it conquer yeah. do whatever yeah. you need to do but just send us before you post so Which, that if someone is doing something yes. negative with the brand you can quickly you go can quickly listen out, yeah. just maybe tweak. yes yeah. no that yeah. is a incredibly important yeah. that because mm. you never know you might get you trying to be Kim Kardashian that day <laughs> <laughs> and then you see my bum with my fuchsia pink jacket you know <laughs> you'll get fantastic engagement yeah. but uh, it doesn't align with the brand value exactly, exactly. so so this campaign rolled out on Twitter and Instagram is there mm. a reason why it didn't go on to Facebook seeing as it's the most popular uh, social media channel in South Africa so you know what's interesting at the moment is and a lot of people can see it even if you're a general use of in, of Facebook or Instagram. Oh, Instagram. That really is. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, so Facebook has become very centered around boosted posts, advertising. Yeah. And just say it as it is. What giving money to Facebook. Yeah. Precisely. Pay, Pay to play. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so your organic reach and your organic content is not performing as well as it used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's becoming a little bit of a secondary thing. Like how many of your friends do you not see in your timeline nowadays? Yeah. Unless I am actively actually engaging with them a lot of times, then you don't. So I make a point if I've got really good friends, yeah. I go to their profile, look at a post or two, comment or do something just so I can see the update. Precisely. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So to avoid that and to kind of, you know, capitalize on our nano influencers yeah. that don't have, you know, the access to boosting yeah. or, or yeah. don't have that big audiences, keeping it on Instagram and keeping it on Twitter was a safer way of doing it and more beneficial for the brand. All right. Yeah. So Obviously, we followed the campaign because we see it coming. We're like, what is this? And it's just picking up so much and traction, especially on Twitter. I'm going to admit I saw more traction on Twitter than I did on Instagram. <laughs> but I think it's because Twitter has that ability to, to create conversation. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, so um, Meltwater actually did a really nice analysis of your campaign um, where um, the day before the online store launch, uh, you had 42.3 million people um, reach, which is massive. Mm-hmm. And that's obviously when all the influencers were, were engaging Correct. and were just getting that conversation. And on the day, it got 12.3 million, which is also, it's like a brand's dream to get those kind of stats, right? So Zara, 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 guys. Zara <laughs> trended at number one the whole day of the launch. It was great, or most of it. Uh, and Dear South Africa, which was the official hashtag, was at number six, mm-hmm. which is also great. So what we've noticed was the big conversation was more around the actual campaign or the influences that was used on the campaign. People were really praising Zara for opening up the market to more micro influencers than going the usual route of using the celebs or the megas or the macros, mm. which <laughs> a lot of brands would do. Um, so we saw that more spurned it to, to trend than actually the online store or the other objective setting like pushing people to the store. Um, would you say that was one of the objectives of the campaign to kind of start that in very important conversation? 
I think it was a byproduct of the campaign that did no harm and only did benefit. Definitely. Um, I think also that's it's something that brands need to to look out for when they do campaigns like this. Yeah. Is things that are, that are in their profession. Pro- oh my 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 brain has forgot this word. Peripheral, Peripheral. vision <laughs> is the word I was looking for. Um, it's other little things that can help benefit the campaign. Yes. So in South Africa at the moment, we have this massive conversation that is going on. Open up the industry. Why is not, you know, everyone has the ability yeah. to become an influencer, blah, 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 blah. So if something like this can benefit the campaign, why not? And I 100% agree with you. And I think it is such an important conversation. Like, say, everyone's talking about it, but no brand is actually doing anything about it. So Zara kind of took that upon themselves, whether it was intentional or not, but they opened up that industry and people were like, thank goodness, maybe more brands will do that now. Great. Yeah, so we, we also noticed that most of the content that was pushed out went magged as an ad or sponsored or as a gift. Naughty. Most, most of it. Was this, uh, especially since the new regulations came into being a couple of months back, isn't it? We are yeah, telling it was about the lady two, three, from three ARB. Yeah, yeah. Do you have uh, any knowledge as to why some of the influencers decided to be naughty, naughty? So I think, you know what it is, is that it was specified in our requirements that you must put an ad or put right. in sponsored. It was one of the requirements okay. for the posts. But I think that came into play when we used people that are not necessarily influencers and not in the market in that field. But but hear me out on this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you ask any nanny, nano influencer walking on the street, any person yes. walking on the street right now, yeah. what is the rules and requirements for boosted or po- sponsored ads? Obviously, they're not going to know. No one is going to know. Obviously. People don't even know how the roads rules work. How are they going to know? <laughs> That's a whole different podcast right there. <laughs> so I think a lot of the people that are not used to it, and this is their first marketing campaign that they were involved yeah. in, yeah. their influence the thing. For them, okay, oh, cool, it was a requirement, but eh, never used it before, don't know what the rules are, don't. Which again, I know where you're going with this, and I can what, see where, your where, face. Where am I going with which it? Which is, it, it's the brand and human's responsibility. Yes. When they had to approve, let me approve this. Just go to like, make sure. sorry, just add, add or sponsor it on there. Great stuff. So again, I agree with you, but to manage that for 600 people. It was your Eesh. choice to do 600 people. You need to abide <laughs> yeah, by you the rules. Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. at the moment, no one's really, and you had this conversation with the lady that was here, no one's really policing it. Yeah, unfortunately, it's up to, it's, um, what do you call it, peer-to-peer kind of yes. policing yeah. is going on. But surely, I just feel like as a brand and as a platform, you need to know those rules and put them into play. And implement them. It was definitely, yeah. to, it was specified. Humans and Zara specified yeah. that, that was ne- what needed to happen. But yeah. controlling 600 people, I don't think it's as easy as we think. No, yeah. look, the human factor is always, <laughs> always there. And, and yeah. I could totally send you something. You go, yes, Korea, that's amazing, approved. Please, uh, please add, add, sponsored Korea. Because yeah. weren't you one of the ones who did I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. <laughs> sorry, people. Um, sorry, I sorry. don't know how those rules work either. What are those rules? <laughs> Um, but then let's say, for example, you do approve yeah. something that I've sent you and it's got ad and it's got sponsored yeah. in it. And then I don't post it with it. No, 100%. And that human factor is so it unreliable. Comes into play, yeah. It will come into play. Yeah. So what was your key takeouts for this? You know what? I think one of the key things is obviously what a great job Zara did with yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Um, and the them- fact... 
all the the praise for yes. that. Yeah. yeah. And I think the fact that the online store got the attention that it wanted and needed. Yeah. Um, and I think that the South African public was very, very excited that now Luxor is online. Yeah, yeah. 100%. One of my personal key takeouts from it is that it was great to work with such a wide base of people. Because I'm right. one of those people that's very supportive of... You don't have to be a Bonang, you don't have to be a yeah. Mini, you don't have to be a Mops to have influence. Yes. I don't have that's, the that's, million, that's 10 profound, million yeah. followers yeah. that they have. Like, I mean, I'm barely pushing 6,000 on Instagram. Which is still great. Yeah. Which is still awesome. But I can sit here and you watched my whole stories from this weekend. I did. And so did you, Cinti. Yes, of course. And the chances of you guys probably going to visit the lodge that I went to go visit, it's now it's something that you might look at in the look, future. Look, December's and coming up. And the first up, thing going... I want to do is do that pool shot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. For all of those listening, it's yeah. a beautiful pool overlooking a watering beautiful. hole exactly. in Makalali. Yeah. So, yeah. So the thing is, is that you don't have to have no. millions of followers. Yeah. But you need to have an influence on other people. Look, we speak about that all the time and also with our clients. It's like, and, and a lot of times it's an education job, right? Mm -hmm. Like brands see, they just go follow account. That person must be super influential because yes. they've got like millions of followers. Where the truth is, they might just be really popular. Might yeah. not be that influential. Yeah. But someone with 5,000 or 2,000, even 200 followers might have Precisely. people following them that are going like, I love this person's content. I trust them. They're yeah. so authentic. Whatever they, in their niche... Is, um, it's like telling me to do or what I'm going to do it yeah. and that's the guys you want precisely yeah so from from where we well from where we sit <laughs> and then I in the studio yeah the, the Zara campaign for us becomes a test case of how to run and implement a large scale influence yeah. marketing uh, campaign what advice or pieces of advice could you have for marketers that want to run something that's big I think you need to, to understand whether you can manage this campaign on your own or if you need yeah. someone like a humans or a webfluential to help you manage the campaign. So be okay. realistic. Yeah. Think about what your objectives are, how many people you want to obviously be involved, and Important, if you have yeah. the capacity and knowledge to do it. Yes. A lot of yeah. people think, oh, cool, I watch this famous person on TV all the time and yeah. she looks like such a great fun and sport. I want to use it for my campaign. But yeah. then she's like me and doesn't respond to emails for like four days straight. <laughs> yeah, guys, just for context, um, just before we, we um, started the mics, we were like, Kriya, there's three emails waiting for you and a WhatsApp. Can yeah. you please get back to me? She, she said she saw my Friday one. <laughs> but in her defense, oh she was in the bush, guys. Yes, she has zero bars. There. <laughs> so, yes, and then it yeah. becomes very difficult to work with them because um, they're either really busy, they're not available, they don't know how to deal with brands. Yeah. And they're and great content creators. They're not necessarily good yeah, at exactly. the yeah. So you need to understand whether that works for you and whether you as a brand will be able to manage that. If yeah. you've realistically seen that you can't involve somebody else, yeah. then you need to specify exactly what you want to get out of this campaign. Mm. And yeah. a lot of brands go, oh, yeah, cool, we just want brand exposure. And you're like, yeah, what does what that mean that? for you? Yeah. Precisely. Yeah. So yeah. what Zara did that was very nice is they created the story and they created the journey yes. that me as an influencer would follow, that you as a normal person shopping on the app would follow. And it's also yeah. so much easier for an influencer when you break it down, right? You know exactly your first post needs Precisely. to be about your second post, third post, and it takes again that schlep out where you go like, oh, I really don't want to do this. Oh, I need to do this. Let mm. me just do it. And then it's half, yeah, half hazard. Job, job and then you need to obviously look at the the very smart thing that Zara did is because Zara is now 
delivering to every far corner of the globe or South Africa yeah. um, is that they went to those people because some yeah. poor person in Tiddy's Bay or Coffee Fontaine or whatever the case is is not going to be able to drive to Mainland and get a piece of clothing. Yeah. True. But now True. they can do it online. So they yeah. did it very smart in that aspect. Yeah. I did like that aspect because it's for everyone. Yes. yes. Very inclusive. <laughs> um, okay, Greta, that was fantastic and insightful as always thank you yeah. but um if our, fo- if our followers and our listeners wants to get to you where can they follow you cool so from a personal oh. point of view i am korea g on everything you'll find me korea g on facebook instagram and twitter um and then the business if you want to contact me from a business point of view it's tridens media t-r-i-d-e-n-s media well done tridens yeah. media <laughs> yeah um and yeah so if you want to contact me from any it's also tridens media on all physical platforms fantastic and for the best influencer marketing strategy in south africa and beyond where can our audience oh wow find for influential uh we are we are spelled with the n not the i influential we are on twitter we are on linkedin and it's influential sa and personally it's and dolly everywhere because consistency is key when yes, people want to find you yeah, yeah. And, and then for, the, for podcast, the podcast mr Cinti, on facebook influencer mm-hmm. marketing there we go. Yeah. And when you click on the link, guys, there's literally every fashionable way you can listen to this. Spotify, Apple Music, yeah. everywhere you but can find But also what, what we do is on all of our show notes, you've got our contacts. Uh, of course. Where you can but my point is, when you open yeah. it, just subscribe, subscribe wherever you listen to yeah. it. Subscribe yeah. there. But yeah, we'll obviously link everything in show notes and everything for Korea so you can find us yeah. and have a conversation. <laughs> yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. This was... Uh, Coffee conversation about influencer marketing. And interesting. From, yeah. Uh, Kriya, thank you so much for joining <laughs> us. So Let's much, have Kriya. a coffee and chat some more. Um, to everybody else at home, in your cars, at the gym, wherever you're catching us from, we love you, but we have to leave you. Until next time, goodbye. Bye. Goodbye.